Hello, and welcome to the Original Content Podcast. I'm Anthony Ha. I'm Jordan Crook. And I'm Daryl Etherington. And today we are just going to review a new movie on Netflix called The Platform. It's a Spanish horror movie that I thought was pretty obscure, but when I opened it up last night, it was showing up as one of the top 10 things on Netflix in the U.S. So I guess something about this is resonating with people. Well, I think like concept alone, it is slight, you know, intriguing, right? When you see the trailer, you know, Netflix and its auto playing trailers, you're like, oh, wow, this is this looks gruesome and weird and, you know, very kind of like uh, acute isn't the right word. It's like it's all in a small space, right? Like mm-hmm. contained, right? Like this contained weird story, which I think draws you in. And then I think also when you think about the place we're all in. I kind of had two thoughts. One was lean into terror, right? That's kind of like something that I do in general whenever I'm afraid of something. You know, I have a little spook about being afraid of flying. Well, I'm downloading Sully. I'm watching that movie on the plane, right? Or, you know, I, I've probably watched Contagion like four or five times in the last week. So I, I tend to like lean into what scares me. And I think this is kind of one of those things. Also, like the ability to be a little bit grateful we're going through some dark times here in the real world but i feel grateful after having watched the platform for my life right it now. could be so much worse <laughs> you know so yeah that's true yeah it really could um so i don't really know I, I i can't put my finger on exactly what has you know what taps people about this film but those are just kind of my initial thoughts on why someone might be drawn to that right now Right. Well, you mentioned the concept. I mean, do, do one of you want to take a stab at describing what the platform, also known as the whole, actually is? Yeah, I can try. So we don't exactly know even where this is. I mean, it's a Spanish-speaking place. Um, we know that much, but it's kind of like a prison, although apparently some people can go there voluntarily for unknown reasons completely unknown reasons but the vast majority it seems to be like they're criminals and there are two people it's a very tall or deep building depending on how you look at it it might go directly into the earth we don't know that yet either but um very tall building with hole in the middle of each room um one room per level and two people per level and Every day, once per day, a platform comes through that hole and it has a deliciously prepared kind of feast on it. Uh, However, as it goes from level one down to level two, down to level three and beyond, you know, everyone's eating from it. So the further down it goes, not only is there less food available, but the food is kind of more disgusting because it's been through however many hands and feet and spit and whatever else people are leaving um on the platform and it just follows this guy who apparently was put in there voluntarily (laughs) (laughs) and uh his whole kind of journey on figuring out what the hell's up with this and the people he meets along the way and uh 
just the sheer freaking horror of the whole thing just plays out right in front of you. It's terrible. It's truly terrible. Yeah. Yeah. That's messed up. It's been compared to um, Snowpiercer. And I think that that's a. I never watched Snow Snowpiercer, but I wasn't ever under the impression that Snowpiercer would be like that. This like I've always I've watched the first fifteen minutes when they're on the train, and I'm like, oh. And then for some reason, I always get bored, which I know is stupid because everyone says I would love Snowpiercer if I just gave it a chance. So maybe I'll try again. But if it's anything like this, I'm not going to do that <laughs> for sure. I mean, it is like this. It's like a little bit less gruesome. Um, they're both allegorical economical story. Like they're about sort of global economics, but allegorically presented. So that's kind of the main similarity between them. But, uh, right. But yeah, there, this one, I, I think this one is like, has some stuff. It, it's not as any, I don't think it's as good. And I think that's kind of the general consensus. Right. Um, but it's like, it has some things that are very, I think really good about it. Like the fact that it's really economical in it's set dressing, I th- which, without making it feel like that. Like you realize afterwards, like, oh, really? They only had one set or whatever, you know? And they they just kind of swap their numbers that. out. Or two. Yeah. Because yeah. they had the cooking set. Oh, yeah, yeah. Too. And the cooking set, yeah. Um, that is one piece that I is weird, right? Like they have... At the top of this whole pit, whatever they call it, vertically, what do they call it? Like a vertically integrated self-corrective system or <laughs> something, something like that. There's an acronym. But yeah. Uh, yeah, but at the top of it is this essentially like a culinary school, it feels like, with very strict rules around how the food should be made and presented. At one point, you see the guy, the boss chef, kind of yelling at someone for a hair in the food, which is just bizarre because it goes down and it gets shit on and spit on and uh, you know all kinds of stuff but they are very serious about the original place setting of the food and the quality of the food which is just weird and i it's the whole thing is freaking mm-hmm. weird man i like the um that feeling that it seems like part of the whole idea of the platform from what everyone calls the administration is they want to take this attitude of if anything bad happens, you've done it to yourself because we are doing our job, which is we're giving you enough to survive on and we're giving you really good food. And so if you're not, if that goes badly, that's your fault. That's not our fault. We're doing our job. And, you know, obviously (laughs) that's bullshit because it's a completely insane system. Um, But I like that, that, that feeling that, of, you know, that they're sort of like, we're going to put all this effort into this one thing, but then completely ignore how batshit insane and cutthroat it gets and brutal it gets once we start lowering the food into 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 the hole. In terms of just like the experience of watching the movie, when we, when, when we had agreed to this, and we haven't really talked about a lot of like horror, horror stuff here. I'm... Um, and so I, one of the things I'd said was, hey, guys, like, I don't, I don't want to get yelled at because I forced you to watch this really gory movie. And so I, I said, you know, if, if either of you needs to tap out at any point, totally do that. I think that's totally respectable. And we'll just we'll talk about that. But it sounds like you guys made it through. Did Were you tempted at all to, to just stop it at any point? 
I actually didn't totally make it through. So I started last night. I actually had a plan. I texted one of my buddies, Steven, and I said, hey, let's get on FaceTime and watch this movie because I have to watch it for the podcast and I don't really want to do that alone. It looks pretty gruesome. And he was like, okay. And we decided not to FaceTime because the audio was difficult, but we were texting throughout it. And um, about at the exact halfway mark, I was like, nope. Like I just felt anxiety like bubbling within and I'm already kind of like, you know, on a low, low simmer anyway, (laughs) anxiety wise. So I was like, fuck this. I'm not doing this. But then this morning I was like, I really want to know how it ends though. So I, I, I popped it back on while I was answering email this morning and I didn't, I couldn't pay quite as close attention because it's in Spanish and you have to be able to read the subtitles. My Spanish isn't good enough for, you know, just listening only and understanding what's going on. Um, but I did finish it, but with a pause. Okay. I think it's also worth noting, Daryl, I want to know how you did too, but I don't want to forget what I was thinking, which is that each month as part of the concept, people switch levels. So you it's kind of random. So you could be on level five and be, you know, the fifth level to get food, or you could be on level 177. As the old man says, this is a very bad place, <laughs> right? Um, and... So that, I think, factors in a lot when you think about, you know, at one point the lady says if everyone just took their what they needed, only what they needed, there would be enough food for everyone, which I think is a big poignant part and it's in the trailer as well. Um, But that monthly shift changes people's mentality about who's below them, right? Um, Because once you're down below and you get no food, you start when you get up up top, you start thinking, well better eat now right they're Mm. not good they didn't save it for me later why would i save for them now right so uh it's it's very weird and interesting daryl did you finish yeah i finished the whole thing i thought um i definitely like there were times that it was a difficult thing to get through and it is it does it has it stressed me out but um i still i found it really compelling and i was kind of motivated by simple just like I really want to know what's going to happen next uh, stuff, right? I, I just I got wrapped into like, I just need to know where the plot is going with this. Um, even if, it, like, even if I, I don't think it's the most stunning work of art ever created, it was just kind of like, had enough like mystery appeal that I was like, oh, I, want, I really want to find out just, just like the story ending. And yeah. I could have solved that by looking at Wikipedia or something, but... Um, I didn't find it, and I normally don't like gross that stuff either, and there was quite a bit of like graphic violence in this, but it still didn't approach the place where I felt I needed to like tap out. Uh, yeah, but it, but it was definitely trying at points. Yeah, for sure. And I do think that there is some element of like what's going to happen because you it does i i do think the movie does a good job of like the the slow trickle of information right you start with up with the food being made and then suddenly you're in this cell and you're starting to learn slowly what the rules are right how the platform comes down whether you should eat you know the platform goes back up at a very fast pace to the point where you couldn't you know kind of jump on you'd die um and slowly you start learning oh this guy came voluntarily people bring weapons in to defend themselves and to you know murder other people and uh 
slowly you start getting more and more information. I think that makes it one of those things where even when it's gruesome and even when you don't really want to be looking at what you're looking at, you're like, there's more information around this corner that hopefully, at least for me, I was hoping that we would get to an end where I felt like, okay, like at least I had to watch all that terrible stuff, but at least I have the full picture and hopefully get some sort of resolution from that, which we can talk about how I felt at the end later. Well, let's talk about it a little bit. Let's not spoil it yet. But I mean, in general, were we happy with the ending? I literally said, fuck that. Out loud. I thought it got a little muddled Mm. there. I don't know. I felt like there was, there, it was making some like, if if simplistic, like pretty, um, like you know, like interesting and compelling intellectual arguments about stuff. If we're like at the out level of metaphor or allegory or whatever, and then I don't, and then it went off into this place where I was like, oh, that seems like you just kind of copped out, and we're like, but in the end, it's all about love. Like not that exact thing, but almost that exact thing. Yeah, yeah. So. I don't think that's a spoiler. I think that's just kind of a mood mm-hmm. that I didn't love about the ending. I had a similar problem with, I mean, I thought, so there, the, without getting into details, the the plot sort of at the beginning really is super confined in the sense that it's about this one character, Goring, who volunteered to go into the prison. We found out very early, which I just started laughing. I mean, I guess you guys heard me laughing earlier every time I think about that because it's so dumb to do that. Although we don't know how bad the world is outside. It's sort of implied that it is pretty bad. So there may be sort of other pressures that, that pushed him in there. And and the first like 30 minutes or so is, is basically this two-person play where it's really just these two characters interacting, learning about the platform and, and all of that. And that is like just incredibly unsettling because nothing bad happens right away, but you can tell it's coming. And then there's this very sudden escalation. Um, and then over time, the story, and, and I started to wonder like, geez, is it the whole movie just going to be in this between these two characters? Like how can they advance the story? And they do find ways to advance it and to sort of expand it in certain ways. But um, and, and I thought, like, that was all relatively well handled. But then, like you were saying, General, that very end just kind of, um, it feels like a little bit of a cop-out. I mean, I liked what, in terms of the moment they ended on, I thought was good. But sort of the, the choice that they made of, like, what the overall resolution would be was not good. Okay, now I'm getting really vague, but you guys kind of know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Um, I agree. Yeah. But I will. I mean, we we're talking also about the comparison with Snowpiercer. And I agree that Snowpiercer is probably a better movie. The the director. I mean, obviously, you know, Bong Joon Ho is, is an amazing director. And but it, they're very different, also in the sense that that Snowpiercer is this very kind of all over the place movie, and and it like the tone changes all the time. There's like funny stuff. There's like big action scenes. And this is in some ways a more almost pure movie because it just is about this core metaphor which i think is both once you like once it sort of it gets explained in the movie you're like okay i get it it's like a metaphor for capitalism okay but i think it's like is done really well and like in this way that makes you that's very upsetting and 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 the way they just sort of explore this idea i think for like 95 percent of the movie 
in a lot of ways, it's a much more upsetting movie than Snowpiercer was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I agree with that. I have to say, I really liked the old man. He's great. Like, for all, not not necessarily, I mean, maybe as a character a little bit. He's got a good and bad side as a character, for sure. But his voice, mm-hmm. just the voice of that actor, there's something so grisly and timbrous about it. I don't know. It just really, I felt like was just excellent, excellent casting for that role. I mean, he is, there's something really unsettling about his voice and the way he delivers lines i just it was really something yeah he was great i don't know much about him either and i haven't really looked at the imdb or anything but um i assume he's probably a pretty experienced actor yeah he was he was really good and i liked his um he had his obviously catchphrase (laughs) don't use my word i love that i actually thought that was like one of the most human parts of the whole film was him being like don't use my word stop using my word like that just feels like a human thing right like i I don't know i liked it yeah he's uh trimagasi is that Mm -hmm. his name that's the guy right yeah yeah he's really good and uh yeah i like that he was kind of a persistent presence throughout that's all i'll say but yeah Mm, should we talk about the ending in spoilers? Yeah, I think we should yeah, talk let's get spoilers. spoilers. Yeah. All right. Um, so if you don't want to know how the platform ends, you should stop listening now. So my main question is how did the kid survive? So uh, just to listeners, if you're if you haven't watched it, but you feel like listening to spoilers, maybe you don't want to watch it, and this is you vicariously watching it through <laughs> us. Um, I'll just fill you in a little bit. So there's this woman that rides down the platform once a month looking for her child, and she's a freaking badass it has to be said like she she's taking people out yeah like she she's not fucking around um and i enjoyed that part um but she goes looking for her kid and eventually our main character is paired with um this woman the woman who actually he interviewed with when he voluntarily came into the hole and she also volunteered to come into the hole i guess because she had cancer and I'm not really sure what her thinking was, but she had cancer and was, I guess, ready to give up on life and thought she could fix the hole, like make it a more um, equal system where everyone, you know, kind of rises up against the idea in general or at least shares the food equally. Mm -hmm. And um, she says there's no children in the whole no one under the age of 16 is allowed here she's sure of it she's absolutely positive and that that woman who keeps riding the platform to find her kid is just essentially gone crazy is a murderer came in alone never had a child but then at the end our main character and his new roommate um this kind of amazing guy uh they ride the platform down the whole idea is if we take it all the way down to the bottom then we can ride it up when it shoots up really fast um and at the bottom they find this young child i don't is there something supposed to be is there supposed to be something like magical about the kid having survived 
at the very bottom without any food. Like I, I, I kind of was a little lost by that bit. Yeah, it didn't seem to make a lot of practical sense, both in the sense of why is she still alive? How does this woman have a daughter if she came in by herself? And um, and specifically a daughter of this age, right? And if, if it was like a baby, and, and I mean, we see in the movie that she's clearly been raped multiple times, then, then perhaps, but... Um, and, and then also, like, how is it that this woman has gone down multiple times to try to find her child? But it seems like, I guess it's not... Not a, found her. Yeah. I, I mean, it, maybe she finds her and then they're separated again. But it, but they talk about it as if it's this ongoing search. So there's there seems to be something magical about this girl, right? And you'd think that, like, a mother's dedication and commitment and diligence to finding her child would surpass that of some random no matter how quote like good-hearted or messianic our protagonist is you would think that a mother's love would trump that like i you couldn't imagine that mom like uh panicking and getting off at level 137 right like oh no i'm gonna stop looking like i gotta get off i'm going too low right like that you would think that her willingness to go go as low as it takes to find her kid would surpass that of our main character so it just it felt a little like you said daryl like it comes a little bit unglued there at the end with some of this stuff yeah and also like the one the woman who's the like vetting agent or whatever being um uh i guess misled about like like she had such a detailed story about this woman's actual life and then it's kind of like i mean it adds a lot of questions that i don't think this thing like the the nature of the shit the plot and like the level of depth they wanted to get into necessarily cares about or thought about like i like it's like what did they did she lie about all that stuff to get in there because her kid was already in there and she wanted to save the kid or like like it doesn't who cares is really the answer but um i think it's weird that they set up all that stuff i care because like the whole point of watching for me was to get some answers about what the hell is going on and i do feel like we left with fewer answers than i would have liked yeah i think i mean i think that's why uh anthony was talked about it a bit earlier but like i think that's why this like fails in comparison to something like either parasite or um uh snow piercer because in both those cases like he does a very good job of doing a very powerful like biting like caustic allegory about kind of like poverty and economic disparity while still making it wrapped in a even if it's like a, like in the case of snowpiercer like a fantastical sci-fi world like it seems complete and not just built to be a metaphor whereas this is like it just seems like it's a hollow set that is strictly metaphor and a powerful one at times i think an effective one but also a one that is pretty transparently just that if you start poking holes in it mm-hmm. you know yeah i mean also because Part of it is they they keep saying there would be enough if everyone just took their share. There would be enough, yeah. which I think is a really powerful idea. But then when you, one of the things that also happens is you realize that the hole is much deeper than you've been led to believe. And and at first, yeah, you... that's not actually true. It feels like right, like right. halfway through the movie, you're like, that's not true. That's just simply not true. <laughs> right. 
Because, like, we find out there are ultimately 333 levels, which I assume they, they chose because that means there are 666 people in there. Um, and, like, there's no way you could fit enough food for 666 people onto a single table, even if it's a really long table. Yeah. Yeah. So the whole, in a lot of ways, I feel like the metaphor breaks down because that, it does feel like there's enough food for everyone is supposed to be the point right if we all thought of each other Mm -hmm. and cared for one another then and took just what we needed that everyone would be cared for equally and to kind of shatter that two-thirds of the way through the movie i it just doesn't didn't work for me so much right like i just felt like oh well what's the point like What's the point of this whole movie, right? If the truth is actually just that, like, it'll never be equal and there will always be people at the bottom. And also, I mean, the whole idea of, like, the movement of the people being random as well mm-hmm, right. kind of, like, gets in the way of that, too, for me a little bit. It breaks like, the metaphor. Yeah, there's yeah. nothing you can do to be safe or not safe right like i i don't know there's just a bit of that that like really kind of frustrated me yeah i thought that was interesting but i thought it was effective like so let's say like the whole thing is like just okay this is literal trickle down economics right like it's a it's a criticism of that theory that most like free market um like capitalist like super fans really love right where it's like Hey, if you let the market take care of itself, the, sure, there will be people who are like outsized winners, but the winnings f- that they uh, net for themselves will then, like the benefit, the additional benefit will trickle down to everybody else and make the whole kind of like stronger than if you tried to divvy it up equally through force or through mandate or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. So, but then like, I, so the thing of like stratification being random it doesn't work in terms of like that that's not the way it works in real life. But what's good about that is that from a theoretical perspective, it disproves the lie of like, Oh, but if people are empathetic about the situation because they have, they share that that same experience, then, then this theory would work. Right. As long as we can convince people um, to understand the situations of others, then the problems that you see appearing in this won't won't apply because people will understand what it's like to be on the bottom and will keep that in mind when they're on top whereas this says like actually it's the exact opposite like if you if anyone has any ability to drag themselves up by the bootstraps which is like another you know like common trope of like ultra capitalists is like then they don't want to share then they're they're, they're explicitly less likely to share because they realize how like they want to hoard as much as they can at the top as a result right yeah and they almost feel like i did my i sort of earned this luxury by doing my time at the bottom right right yeah and that that and that like some of the characters actually kind of like state that pretty clearly right it's like no 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 i'm here i'm i deserve this and and like the other thing that is accurate is like no you don't it's not deserved it's it's chance and like that's essentially true for all economic d- disparity, right? Regardless of how much people want to say, I earned this. It's like, no, you didn't. You were burned into circumstances that allowed you to do that. Like, no one earned what they get. Mm-hmm. 
Well, I think one other thing that I liked about the, the that I did like about the the metaphor and the ending was the <clears throat> the decision. Ultimately, sort of what what they decide to do is, as you mentioned, Jordan, they they want to go down, and it's not just to go back up, but it's also specifically to basically fight people off and make sure that everyone all the way to the bottom gets food, and then as they go further down, they become fixated on this idea of, okay, not only are we going to try to feed everyone on the way down, but we're going to preserve one piece of food that will be untouched and that we'll send back to the top. And that'll be a sign that like, you know, solidarity has run up and down, even if it's, you know, solidarity delivered with absolute force um, has run up and down the the prison. And I found that genuinely kind of clever and, and a bit moving. Um, and I found that much more, powerful than just this magical girl they find at the bottom who they then send up and it sort of feels a bit silly even though I I liked the fact that they didn't show what happens when she gets to the top because I don't think anything you show past that moment could be satisfying but I, Mm -hmm. I was disappointed by this feeling that it really transitioned into mysticism at the end yeah yeah yeah, like the I don't, I don't even know what it would what the thing would be. Like the thing with the the dessert or whatever did did make sense. Like it, it followed logically, but then this was like, no, she's the message. It's like what? So you you the whole thing amounts to think of the children basically. Like it's pretty shitty. It's not really. <laughs> yeah, it's not sophisticated. It's not satisfying. It's yeah, it's absurd. Well, we are pretty much out of time. We're just doing a short episode this week. Is there anything else you guys want to add about the platform before we go? The scene where the lady shit on the guy's face was probably unnecessary. (laughs) I didn't feel as bothered by that for some reason. Like, not to sound like a creepo magipo or anything, but like, it just felt like not as graphic as a lot of the other stuff. And I actually, I, maybe I feel this way because I knew it was coming because my, my buddy was ahead of me and I was like, oh, I have to pause. Like, I'm not, if you don't want to watch this anymore, please feel free to stop because I'm not watching it anymore either. And he was like, did you get to the part where the guy got shit in his face? <laughs> and I was like, no, I didn't. So then when I put it back on in the morning, I knew it was coming, so maybe it didn't bother me as much for that reason. I don't know, but it just didn't feel as graphic as some of the other like cannibalism moments and stuff, or even like the food. To be honest, like the food really got to me. Like those people just like grabbing at it and stuff in their faces, and then particularly the first time when the guy, um, when the old man was eating and kind of like spitting and throwing stuff back. Like <laughs> it was our introduction to just how nasty this movie could be and that was really bothersome to me but for some reason the shit didn't bother me i don't know i don't know what to say i had the same experience that i mean to me the most upsetting stuff is the obviously upsetting stuff of flashes of of uh you know strips of skin being cut off and eaten and then just like blood everywhere um but also the eating scenes and i think by the time we got to the the shitting in the guy's face I, I was so desensitized. I, I just laughed and <laughs> moved on. I think also because I was convinced that they were going to drop him and kill him. And so oh, yeah, just I shitting in his face seemed relatively benign. <laughs> <laughs> right, I also yeah. want to say that the um, shots of the eyeballs, that it's like an opening shot. 
And then there's, you know, a few others where essentially whenever he wakes up on a new level, it starts with his eyeball. And, you know, that's like a pretty common trope in films where you like have this close up of an eyeball blinking and looking around and the, you know, dilating, etc. But I just it there was something different about it in this film to me that was very like it really hit. You know, and you're like, oh, that is an eyeball, right? Like, I don't know. <laughs> just Well, in the sense of disorientation where you're just like, where the fuck is he now? Yeah, and is it upside down or down or right side up? Like, I was trying to figure out which part is the eyebrow, you know? I was like, what? It, it just, I don't know. There was something gripping about that. And also, I don't know how you guys felt about, like, the sound mixing and the score and stuff. But that also, to me, was, um, it added a lot. I yeah. thought it was pretty well done. I didn't really pay attention to that. Just think about like the eating reason. sounds and like the, the the scraping sounds. Yeah, yeah, the foley work was good, and yeah, the food was also disgusting. I really liked to the the top floor food preparation scenes because they were like very chef's table kind of, which <laughs> I thought was kind of like a, I don't know if that was intentional, but it was a nice netflix meta moment of like oh look at how much care and then like blah, blah, blah. <laughs> like the people just grossly mowing down the shit all right well i think we've given people enough information that if they don't choose to watch the platform they will feel like they they got the gist of it and if you feel like you've got the stomach for it i do recommend it i don't think it's a, a perfect film or a great film but it's, it's definitely worth watching and um as always, I will just remind people that you can email us at originalcontent at techcrunch.com if you have any thoughts on the platform or on this review. I will mention we actually did get some commentary on Star Trek Picard, which I'll read on the next episode when we have a little bit more time. And it's always appreciated when you subscribe and leave us a positive review in Apple Podcasts or any other podcast app. In the meantime, stay safe. Have a great weekend. Daryl and Jordan, I'll talk to you soon. Yeah. Bye-bye.